have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you're gonna be, who you're gonna be, who you're gonna be. I mean, we, we were on track, man. <laughs> Every two weeks, like clockwork, it was happening. And dag on it. Yeah. Rona. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's get it together. My name is Casey, and I am <laughs> the primary store dealer. <laughs> I, I'm not, I am not, I don't even know how to edit quite well yet, so I'm going to be stuttering through this whole thing. But my name is Casey. I am the primary storyteller here at Musings of a Wildflower, and I am at home. And you're probably at home. And we've been home. We've been home for a long time. <laughs> oh man, okay, let's just, let's just have, let's just have a moment together. Um, I have been, uh, what, I've been home since I think I flew back to Atlanta on the 15th of March. So this is like week three or four. It's, it's all running together. Like it's, it's literally all running together. So, um, yeah, so I've, I've been home for three weeks or so and, Y'all, like this has been, so I just wanna like go through my week with you, <laughs> my weeks. The first week I cried every single day. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like I would love to be like, yes, and Jesus loves us and all is well. And those things are true. Jesus does love us and all genuinely is well. But honey, I cried. I cried for a week. I didn't even know what I was crying about. I just cried every day. I felt like I was living in the, I don't know, like a weird movie that just would not stop. It was like Groundhog's Day, but a terrible, terrible version. So I cried all of the first week. Um, and I tried to think about like, what was it that was making me cry? I think most of you, I mean, if you, if this is your first time listening, girl, go back and listen to, I, I don't even know what to tell you. This is a mess. <laughs> We're gonna figure this out at home. But um, the first week I just, I think I, I didn't know during the week, but now that I think back on it, I was so, I've been traveling on the road full time for three years or so. So I literally fly every single week. I'm rarely home. And the idea that that life was changing really started to bother me. And I was talking to a friend of mine. This feels like a weird name drop, but I was talking to Kurt Franklin. <laughs> Who talks to Kurt Franklin? I still think it's crazy. And I was just telling him, like, I didn't realize how much of my identity was wrapped up in being a worship leader. And so I wasn't crying about what I was going to do. Like, I was crying over, like, who am I now? Which is a big thing. Like, that's a whole episode by itself. So... First week of self-quarantining, cried, 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 cried. Second week, ate. <laughs> every carb, every, I told somebody like my lunches and dinners were like, 
it was a mess. Anything that was breaded or fried, I did do it in the air fryer, but I feel like after a certain calorie count, it doesn't matter if it's in the air fryer or not. It's still going to make you what? Squishy in the middle. <laughs> and I am. I've gained like six pounds. Let's talk about it. And I was like two pounds from my first goal. A hot mess. Okay, so first week I cried. Second week I ate. Third week I cried and ate and talked. Um, I just started reaching out to friends, checking in on them, reaching out to people, not needing anything, just spending time with people. And I say that to say that I th things will never are never going to be the same, right? Like, I don't think that it is possible for us to go back to where we were in, you know, February or January of this year. Like, even after we get through what feels like a huge crisis, there's still going to be a lot of things that are permanently changed. And through this time, like, I'm trying to, and I ask myself this question every time something terrible happens. Um, every time I'm upset, if I'm pissed off, if my feelings are hurt if things haven't gone the way I would like for them to go, and I have experienced all of those things in the last couple of weeks, I ask myself, where's the good in this and where's the God in this? And it's a practice that I've used for a while. It <laughs> clearly is something that I have to think about now even more so. Where's the good in this and where's the God in this? And I think, I mean, some of the good in this is that I'm, if, if you're a person who's ever traveled a lot, it is really, really difficult sometimes to maintain relationships. You know, your, your girlfriends, your family, all of that kind of stuff. And so for me, the good in this has been that I am able to really dive into my relationships and some of which I have, you know, not handled well, haven't managed well, especially with my time and, and prioritizing them. And it has been... I don't know how to explain this. If you're a person who who has a bit of a transient life and you're sort of always on the run, you kind of expect for people to, I mean, to be over you. Like, okay, girl, she may become to a birthday party. She may not. And so I think sometimes what happens or what has happened for me, I can't speak for everybody else, is there becomes this almost shame inside of relationships. And so I don't want to reach out because I know how many times I've had to flake or how many times I've had to change my schedule. But I have found in my life, and it is definitely not necessarily a testament of me <laughs> or my wonderful, you know, friend skills, or maybe it's just a testament to the people who I've chosen to be like really walk through life with. They have been so receptive and so open and like, I mean, hour-plus-long FaceTimes and Zoom calls and cooking dinner in the kitchen with my friend on FaceTime. Like, uh, all of those things have really just fed my spirit. And I didn't know that I needed it. And had this not happened, I don't know that I would have had an opportunity um, to really focus on fortifying those relationships. So that's the good in this. But then the question is, what is the God in this? <laughs> so this is not going to be some type of like, you know, theological debate, like did God send a plague? I, I, yeah, uh, not the point. <laughs> but not, not for me. You know, folks be getting canceled way quickly. <laughs> 
on the interweb. I don't know why I'm so scared. My armpits just started sweating like somebody gonna call me like, he did send it. I don't know, girl. Anyways, um, the God in this has been, well, let me, so this is, this is a personal qualm. This is not like a blanket statement, but I feel like, and maybe it's, and I, I was talking to my, to my, one of my closest friends, I call her twin. We have a very similar face. I was talking to her about this. Like, I feel like I, maybe it's the accounts that I follow on the internet Maybe it's because I just have so much time on my hands. I spend a lot of time on the internet. So I feel even more inundated with particular types of messaging than normal. But I feel like everybody is like, write that book, record that record. If you don't come out of this with 12 new skill sets and a, a new purpose in life. And I'm like, girl, can we, can we go back to my calendar? Week one, cried. Week two, eight. Week three, ate and cried. Like, I'm not, I haven't recorded a song. Clearly, I haven't recorded a podcast. My heart just wasn't in it. Anxiety was kicking my butt. The first week, I woke up every single day. If you are an anxious person or a person who has dealt with anxiety attacks or panic attacks or anything like that, I call it like the pre-attack feeling. It feels like your fingers are tingling, like all of your senses are super heightened. I was like that every single day, all day, every day. Thank God I did not have an anxiety attack. I think I have, you know, more coping tools and, and strategies under my belt that are helpful. Um, prayer being at the top of that list, yoga, you guys know, meditation. And I have some wonderful friends in my life that actually, um, you know, as their occupation, kind of operate in the wellness and the mental health world. And so they are always awesome support systems for me. So anyways, everybody's like, do this, do that, do this, do that. And you should come out of here. And I'm thinking like some people just trying to get out with their right mind. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> so with all the pressure of trying to produce, I think what I have found to be the God in this is for, for a lot of people, that pressure is overwhelming. And because we have so much time on our hands, it's like, well, what do I produce? Do I, you know, for me, do I take some beautiful pictures? Do I record a couple episodes of a podcast? Do I record some yoga flows and share them with people? Like, what do I do? And so for me, what has been the God in this is a beautiful opportunity to go back to your last place of obedience. Maybe it's not that you need to do a new thing. Maybe you need to complete the thing that God already said. And so I always have thought that like when you get overwhelmed or you feel like you're not sure what direction to go in, go back to the thing that you know God said. And I think for me as a person who grew up in church and who has, you know, made a living being in the faith-based world, sometimes I feel like I'm almost um, drowning in word, drowning in scripture and to the point that sometimes it's not necessarily effective. And so for me, the God in this has been an opportunity to go back and think about what's the last place that I know God told me to do something and to really evaluate the level in which I completed it. So I feel like there is a grace on this time period of, of our lives. And, you know, my message today as I sit here in... Oh, well, you can't see me. I'm sitting in a prom dress. Ha <laughs> ha. But no, my, my message today is 
I get the pressure of, and maybe it's just me. If it's not, if it's just me, let me know. And then this will just have been a therapeutic podcast and y'all just listen to me ramble. But like, I, I well, it's me and a couple of people. I get the pressure of, especially if you're a creative, to use this time to produce something new. But the God thing is that he's giving you grace to complete an old thing, to complete something that maybe you put down or maybe you started to not necessarily prioritize in your life because life happens. And when I'm not flying around and running to the airport and getting on this plane and getting to this hotel or whatever, I've had a chance to really sit down and, and evaluate my own obedience. We are children of God and we have such a wonderful father that is patient and kind and persistent in the most beautiful of ways. Um, and I, I think the God thing is that he's giving us a chance to not just hear him breathe new things, but to remind ourselves of the voice of uh, like the, the, the way that he's spoken to us in the past. I believe that God is always speaking in some kind of way. Even his silence is, is speaking, if that makes sense. So, so I want to challenge you, you know, for me, that has been the good thing. The good thing has been, I've been able to really invest more in my relationships, um, which is a whole nother thing. I, I feel like, and maybe it's just American culture, but we put a lot of emphasis on cultivating relationships, cultivating our romantic relationships. And so like I grew up in like the whole purity movement and don't have sex until Jesus comes back, all of those things. And it always felt like all relationships were gearing you up for your romantic partner or whoever your, you know, whoever your final marriage partner would be. And I think, although some of that may be true, I think we need to learn how to value just our friendships. Those are covenants. They may not be a marriage, but they are a commitment. They should be a place of commitment between two or more people. And so for me, I've been able to really dive in and to prioritize those type of relationships. So that's the good thing. And then the God thing has been that I've had a chance to go back and almost like listening to, I used to have this record player and you would, you could record things off the radio and then you would go back and listen to it. And I feel like that's the opportunity I have now, like in the spirit that I get to go back and listen to what I know God said and then evaluate that against my actual behavior and decision-making and performance. And I just personally, personally feel such a grace to make things right. Such a grace to seek forgiveness. I think people's hearts are just softened right now. So if there's somebody that you need to apologize to, if there is a relationship that maybe has been damaged and you weren't sure about when to sort of talk about reconnecting, like pray about whether or not now is the time. Because I just believe that God is really, um, maybe he's not saying anything new and maybe he's not pushing you to do the next new thing. Maybe he's just allowing you to be the, do the thing that he's already spoken over you. So, man, that, that's that's what I got. We have, we have a short episode. We're going to get our lives together. I mean, I guess we're back on the two-week thing. I, it ain't like I ain't got nothing but time. <laughs> but, of course, there's a bit of a pivot about, you know, what is important. It's always been my intention that Musings of a Wildflower be a, a relevant place of conversation and so for me, it would be silly just to take my list of topics for my podcast and just start pumping them out and not recognize that for all of us, we're in a much different space. 
Um, so I, I don't know what that's going to produce. I I think my next podcast is going to be like diving into that idea of friendships, but I'm not sure. Logistically, let's let's have a disclaimer. I'm learning how to edit my own podcast because I am a an, an entrepreneur and everything that I do, I pay for out of my own pocket. And so the idea of producing podcasts and paying those costs just doesn't necessarily feel like the wisest thing to do when I can learn for myself. So I don't know how this is going to sound. I don't know how the next couple of podcasts are going to sound. We are winging it. (laughs) We're winging it, people. So extend a little grace to me as I sort of figure out how to to work with my new normal. Um, I think that's it. Let's, Let's pray out and and get back to another room in my house. <laughs> God, I thank you that you are all knowing, you are all seeing. I thank you that you are a sure and solid foundation. There is nothing that has ever happened that is a shock to you. God, and so I allow the truth of who you are to be our peace. God, may we allow everything that we know about your nature, that you love us, that you are a good father, that you care for us, that you are concerned about us, that you are looking looking from the end of our lives, looking through <laughs> all the way to where we are now. May all of those truths about who you are become a foundation of peace, that we can sit in crisis and be wise, of course, and acknowledge the truth about where we are, but acknowledge the truth about who you say we are and who we know you to be. Um, I even pray over this platform, over Musings of a Wildflower, that um, we continue to be obedient to your divine inspiration, that we continue to say the things that you desire us to say. And if that means just being obedient, being consistent, if that means pivoting in some kind of way, we're, we're available. God, I pray that this time of you know, isolation for a lot of us be an opportunity to just clean out our ears, to hear you with clarity because you are speaking and it is our desire to be listening in a way that is not just passive, but be listening with bated breath, ready to do whatever the will of the Lord may be. In Jesus name. Amen. Listen, man, I thank y'all for hanging. (laughs) If you saw my, I think I'm going to take a picture of this setup. It's a mess. The mic is great. There's like pillows to absorb sound. There's a lot going on. So yeah, it's it's a it's 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 special. <laughs> Man, I say the same thing after every episode, and it is even more true today. I do not take it for granted that we should be very mindful and prayerful about what voices we allow to speak into every moment of our lives. And so the fact that you allow my voice and this platform and Musings of a Wildflower to be a trusted voice in your life, especially in this time, is not lost on me. Um, It is my prayer that I say what God says um, in a way that is tangible and real and human. I mean, the goal is not to cuss, but to that first week, yeah. That's why I didn't record an episode. It would just have been me crying and cussing. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> man, I, I just hope that you continue to share this messaging with, with people that you care about. Um, you may find that people have a lot more time on their hands and maybe those people that you've been wanting to sort of talk about this with 
have a little bit more time to receive it and their hearts are even more softened to hear it. So just maybe forward this this episode to a few people or have a start a conversation. Ask, you know, what's the good thing in this? What's the God thing in this? And I will see you in two weeks. Uh, and I think we'll be talking about friendship. I'm still, if you are listening on the Anchor platform, you can still leave me voicemails. I didn't do it in this episode because I don't know how to edit yet, but I have two weeks to figure it out. So you may be there then. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, I gotta go. Bye.